Enjoy this flyover clip. My experience, you know, growing up in Christian school, Christian environment, is there is a lot more focus on there's a spectrum of of bad Christian to good Christian. It's like, oh, you can that's kind of in, in a, you know, a Midwest kind of culture, even when people are talking like, oh, you'd like Mary, she's a good Christian. Like, like you know, there's a score. It's a Sunday school stars. You know, <laughs> I like you brought Robin. Your Bible, you brought you brought a uh, a visitor with you. I you like, get stars. like Robin. Yeah. If you met his daughter Krista, she's a good Christian. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that's how yeah. you refer to somebody. It's like a compliment. Yeah, You're a good, a good Christian. Christian person. A good yeah. Christian, yeah. as opposed to maybe a bad Christian. That's the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, and there's know, this whole what, other. What's the alternative? <laughs> I know exactly. Well, there's this whole other category that they don't recognize that that yeah. are that 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 worship, they pray, they fast. They, they do everything that you would consider the behaviors of a good Christian worshiping a whole different entity. And, and that's the part of the, the satanic realm, Luciferians, that there's a whole other, and then they don't look like bad people. It's like, oh, you can tell that guy's a bad guy. He looks, he's a, he's a biker. He's got a lot of tattoos. He's scary. It's like, how about if he looked really clean and wears a suit and smells good and goes home and, and, and worships the devil? It's like, there's this yeah. whole other category mm-hmm. that the church doesn't recognize the people within it and they get they get busy like well I don't like that church because they don't have coffee and this one over here they got drums and you know they on these little things and there's this other category that's the battlefield well I, I believe it goes back to uh, uh, to a, something that I said earlier that Kim said he said uh, you know people that are cultural captives they they that's the problem. We we become as Christians cultural captives. We we uh, we abst- we we move away from everything until we just give up everything instead mm-hmm. of going in and bringing a beautiful thing mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. people's culture. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so so we we well, well okay. Maybe I shouldn't even get into this. I had a, <laughs> I had a, uh, a good friend of mine who used to be a pickup man for the mafia. He's in heaven now, and uh, he was the most remarkable human being. He was just, he was a lot older than me. I was just a young boy and young preacher. First message I ever preached, he sat back. I preached from the cross to the throne. What happened from the cross to the throne? And he sat back in the back of the church and waved at me like this. And when it was all over, you know, they asked him later. He said, I was waving at you because I knew you, they're going to throw you out of here. You'll never be able to stay after you preach. (laughs) And so sure enough, I ended up leaving, you know, but this is the way he was guys. Lord, you want me to tell that? Okay. This is the way he was. <laughs> you, the people wouldn't let him preach in their church because he was, he was too rough. And, you know, he might say something they don't like during his message. But if you ever talked about the lost, he'd just weep. Mm. He loved mm the lost people. He, his heart was, so nobody let him preach in their church. So he just got him a tent and he'd go up into areas. Nobody would go. And, uh, he talked like this. This is the way he talked. He, you know, he used to shoot people's earlobes off with a 45. <laughs> okay. And if they didn't pay, they didn't pay what they owed. He was a collector. Wow. You know? 
And he said, he, he talked like this, and he talked through his teeth, and he said, yeah, I can still see him. I, yeah, yeah. He said, me and my wife, you know, I know her name, but I'm not going to call it. I said, we set up our tent up in somewhere in Virginia. I said, it was, they set it up under this underpass, and there was all kinds of bad words wrote on the overpass, you know, and he was under it with his tent. Well, these people didn't want him to have revival. So they came up and one of them came up with full camo on and a beret, a military beret and had an M16 in his hand. And this other guy came out with him and they walked out there and this other guy was talking, this guy, this M16 looking real mean. They obviously didn't know who he was. They had no idea. And he looked at him and he's an older man. Now he's elderly. You would say, you know, at that time, he wasn't really not to me now, but right. <laughs> that, that number shifts so a little he, bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he said, I remembered my drill sergeant in the military said, he'd walk up to you while he was talking to you and you'd be holding your rifle and he would reach out and grab that rifle and jerk it out of your hand. If you didn't have a good grip on it, he'd jerk it out of your hand. And then you were chewed up for that. So he said, I just kept talking to him and listening to him talk. And he said, I got up close enough to him and I just jerked that M16 out of his hand. Oh, my Man. goodness. And he said, I, their eyes got about that big. And he, he turned that M16 around and, and locked and loaded it and turned around that overpass. And, <laughs> I mean, he just opened up on that overpass <laughs> and just emptied it and then threw it back to the guy and said, now I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. He said, you're going to go get 10 gallons of white paint and you're going to come back here and paint up all over those, all them vulgar words. Cause we going to have church. Oh man. <laughs> they went into town, came back with 10 gallons of paint and did it. <laughs> they did it. He went down and a guy came to his pick up his daughter. I think he only had one daughter and they <laughs> I can't pick up his daughter. <laughs> and he is just all dressed, you know, not so much bad about his dress, but my friend, <laughs> he come to the door and he had on, I think he had on his Bermuda shorts, you know, his sandals, yeah. his little golf hat. And he opened the door and the guy was standing there and he said, Hey, old man, is that girl ready? Oh, he said, he said, just a minute. <laughs> and he closed the door. And when he closed the door, he opened it back up and knocked him all the way across the porch and flipped him out into the yard. Oh, wow. Slammed hands the on door him. and walked off. And they asked him, they said, the girl said, is that for me? He said, no. No. <laughs> and so that's the kind of guy he was. Okay. He was in Mexico, I believe it was, one time, and there was a bike gang come riding up. He went out there and straddled the fender of the lead guy, straddled the Harley and caught hold of the handlebars and looked at him and said, are you the head hog at the trough? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And preached to the man. Well, come on. He would get people saved that you just wouldn't believe could get saved. Yeah. I mean, he talked to him and he'd start weeping. And you could see the love in the man's heart when he'd start talking about the lost. But he was as unorthodox, guys, as he could be. That's the way the Jesus revolution is going to look. Ooh. 
People are going to come out. They ain't going to have the mouth on them. Religion thought they should. They're going to come out. I will tell them, Lord. They're going to come out. And they're going to come out with some of them with their hair all different colors. And they're going to come out with gauges in their ears. And they're going to come out with tattoos all over their body. And they're going to come out and God ain't going to give a rip. He ain't going to care. And they're going to start talking about Jesus and about how he he loves everybody. And they're going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. They're going to speak in other tongues. They're going to lay hands on the sick. And they'll see legs grow out with with people that's been in ministry 40 years can't get a common cold healed. They'll come out and watch maimed people come back. They're going to raise the dead. They'll feed the multitudes. It's going to be from an unorthodox group. You're going to see homosexuals come out of that life and identify with their real identity, which is evangelist. They're going to realize they're the real evangelist. They're called to be evangelist and Satan has hijacked their call. You're going to see people jerk needles out of their veins and throw it on the ground because they don't want it anymore. And they're going to talk about there's no high like the most high. You're going to see all of that. And I'm going to tell you something. You saw in the political realm the first the first inklings of this when Donald J. Trump became the president. When he became the president, he wasn't anything like religion said that they wanted a president. And he yet held up the Bible and said, we're just going to go by this. We're going to go by this. And he wasn't a Christian president the way they thought he should be a Christian president. He said, damn hell, SB. He said all kinds of stuff. (laughs) He said crap, but used more of a word for that. He'd say piss him off. He'd say all kinds of stuff and yet hold up the Bible and say, this is what we're going to live by. We're going to go by this. It's all because he was the first anointed Jesus freak president that ever walked on the scene. He was absolutely part of the revolution that was coming. And the church said, oh, oh, we hate him. We hate him. He's not polished. He don't walk around with a suit, with a tight butt walking around and (laughs) and everything looking like we think he should look. He don't look like like religion says he should look. Nobody did everything he said he would do. And he gave Christians more freedom to preach than anybody before him, even Ronald Reagan. Yep. And that's powerful. First person in politics in the Jesus revolution anybody ever saw. And it bugged them. Yeah. And this is what Democrats are scared of. That's what that satanic CBS crap is afraid of. They're afraid all the freaks are going to get saved. They're afraid all the that revival is going to sweep through the homosexual community. They're afraid that the politicians are going to get born again and kick out blood licking devil worshipers out of the politics. They're afraid that their baby killing will stop. They're afraid all of this is going to happen and I've got news for them. Ding, ding, ding. We're ringing the bell. Ringing the bell. Ringing the bell. It is going to happen. And it has already begun and it will, everybody better just get hold, get ready because it won't be but a few months. All of this will start. Amen. However many months, all I know is the Lord told me it was months from now. So get ready. 
Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones? No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail, period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put into the very heart and the soil of this nation, this was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.